Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you remember when the kids were sick here a couple weeks ago and you stayed home? Only a couple weeks ago. They've been sick like every week since January. Well, you had like a huge productive day with cleaning. When was that? It was a couple weeks ago. Last week, yes. And did you mop the floors? Yes. And do wood floors get more slippery after they've been cleaned? Yes, but I'm going to let you know right now, you fell a week before that, so don't blame me. I most certainly did not. And I didn't mop the upstairs landing. I think you pledged the stairs so I would fall. I didn't even touch the stairs, actually. We just have death stairs. And this is why you're not my beneficiary. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, my wife. She is each week, Vanessa Markey. I'm your wife each week, or I'm your host each week. Well, I hope and pray for both. (laughs) Right. Just because you blamed me for falling down the stairs. Well, one of my clients who listens to the show said, you know, that's... You should blame me. They should know better than by listening to this every week that you blaming me does not go over well. His wife warned him against it and warned me. She's a smart lady. But clearly I... But for those of you who don't know, my cleaning spree went on... Last week, all of our children have been puking and snotting and not sure I agree with this, but whatever. I'll let, I'll let you continue. Cleaning spree went on last week. Two weeks ago, somebody was running late for work, and we have these. They're not rickety, but I'm just going to call them stupid because I don't like them. They're narrow. Wooden spiral stairs. Mm-hmm. Wooden spiral stairs that are literally 24 inches wide. Maybe not even that much. And somebody took a tumble. Yeah. I mean, immediately you're like, what was that? I'm like, me. So needless to say, after two weeks of him moaning and groaning and sleeping Hold in on. a chair, you know what? Throw he's going to go get surgery. Throw the lying caboose back into gear. Moaning, I, groaning, I not sleeping in a chair. I had a dislocated shoulder for a day and a half and didn't say a word and put it back in myself. After I told you what to do. You didn't tell me what to do. Yeah, I did. I was doing the bench. You were complaining about the weight you were lifting. I said, why don't you just grab a 10 pound and try it that way so that it's not so much weight. And oh, one rep and and you could move it. Who's that guy who was testifying at Congress today? Cohen. Yeah. Hey, Cohen, it was 15 pounds, not 10, but let's move on, huh? 
Your no. story doesn't line up. Okay, whatever. Anyways, old man Rivers here fell down the stairs and now he's got to get his shoulder fixed. And as I was talking to somebody earlier today who's in the financial services industry, you know, he kind of, he used it as an analogy and I'm going to try to do my best job here on it. But my shoulder, so I was a college baseball player and mm-hmm. I've had two shoulder surgeries already. On the one that's broken. Right. Well, we don't really know what's wrong with it, actually. They're just going to go in and figure it out, poke around. They're going to fix it. Hopefully. And I've had an elbow surgery on that same side. No, I wasn't a pitcher. I was a catcher. But he said, you know, I've been saying that it's been going for a while. Mm-hmm. I've even just throwing a football to our, to our oldest. It just hasn't had the strength anymore, the power. Um, and so for the last year, I would say that it's been going marginally, slowly downhill, enough that I've started doing the physical therapy that I did 15 years ago on it. Right. And so when I was asking me about my shoulder now, I said, well, I'm not really surprised. I I've thought this day was coming and it wasn't, let's be real. It wasn't a huge stumble fall. I mean, I, no. I, I kind of slid down three steps and caught myself with that shoulder on the banister, but that banister, you know, curves around and follows the topography or the, the slope. I've of, fallen down those stairs worse than what you did. Yeah. With I, a laundry basket. Right. And I knew better because we know not to go down the narrow stairs with a handful of stuff. And I and I did that. Right. Because the treads are so narrow. For those of you who don't me, know me, the blue streak that I cursed falling down the stairs was long. It's a good thing our babies were in bed. Yes. You, on the other hand, handled yourself very well. Hmm. So I wasn't moaning and groaning as much as you proclaimed. But again. No, I meant you handled yourself well hmm. in the fall. And so it didn't take a huge event, though. This wasn't a huge spill. No. And boom, gets dislocated. That's Friday, Saturday. I put it back in when I realized. And yes, it was while we were working out. You were 15 foot away and you could hear it pop back in. It was like, yeah, it was so gross. And then it just got a little worse, got a little worse. And lo and behold, here a week and a half later, I'm going to be getting surgery. Right. But the point there is, you know, as I sit back now, it doesn't really surprise me. Does it? I mean, you can kind of see the handwriting on the wall. Am I right? If you hadn't have fallen down the stairs and definitively screwed it up, we were still talking about you going in to get it looked at. Yeah. And isn't that where... As well as your other shoulder and your two knees. Isn't that where we're at? You don't need to tell everyone my secrets, but you know? They're not secrets. You're just old. If they hear me on the radio and they're like, oh, look at that. You know, that sounds like a handsome, funny, comical young man that I'd like to meet. Older than dirt, people. I've just aged. Right. But is that any different... As we sit here now, we look at it and go, oh, you know, you can kind of see that coming. Yeah. Is that any different than where we're at in the economy right now, the stock market right now? If in six months or if in a year or 18 months, I don't care what interval you you put it in. If the market is down 30% or 35 or 40, if we're in a recession in a year and a half, are you going to sit there and go, God, didn't see that one coming? No. No, you're going to sit there and go, yeah, you know what? We saw it. You know, yes. this, it, uh, it was the longest bull market in U.S. stock market history. By the way, in, I had somebody ask me today, and they can tell by the tone, but bull market means upward moving market. Right. Okay. And so if we sat there a year from now or a year and a half and we're, the economy is in a recession, mm-hmm. are you really going to sit there and go, God, that came out of left field? Or you'll say, you know, I could kind of see it coming. No. Especially if Elon Musk keeps tweeting the way he is. Yeah, the SEC Tesla's not, going down. SEC's not too happy about him, it, it, are they? No, not really. But I don't want to get on a Musk tangent again. Well, I mean, between him, Bezos is getting a divorce, which is splitting Amazon up, you know, all of that fun stuff. It's coming, people. Jaguar is saying they're going to go 100% electric. 
That's a positive. Okay, occasionally Cortez, whatever, AOC squared, triple. (laughs) Technically, people would look at that as a positive. Yeah, you would, you green millennial. On that bombshell, let's take our first break. Michael. What? Just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal. All right. So a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything? All those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years. And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer, so if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451. Say Mike and Vanessa sent you. Their number is 616-499-4451. 499-4451. Retirement today looks much different than it has in the past, but it doesn't have to. New Generation Retirement Planning offers a holistic approach to preparing for your golden years. You are invited to a complimentary Social Security workshop to learn how you can utilize this holistic approach to retirement planning. For times, location, and to reserve your seat at one of these workshops, call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Finances. I apologize for taking an abrupt break there. Kind of felt like Rush Limbaugh. Have you ever listened to him and he's like, I got to go to a break. I'll be right, be, be right back. We're running late. And then, you know, he's just like, boom, gone. Nope. Oh, well, you're not on the road at that time. I, I'm sometimes on moving no. between office to office. But with us going through syndication and getting other stations, we're getting held to a much stricter schedule on when we take the breaks. Right. And I don't listen to the radio anymore in the morning. I listen to podcasts about murder. So you scare me. (laughs) So we've established that my shoulders, no bueno. Correct. Needs surgery. Correct. It's an analogy for the economy that are you prepared? I'm going to, well, I'll leave that for a minute. What else are we going to learn today? Taxes. Dun, dun, dun. And by that, I mean, we're going to go over some things about the new tax law. And then Mike here is going to talk to you about some 2018 Social Security thing that he's probably the only one that's read about. The Social Security Trustees Report. Right. Again, only person to have read it. You. That can't be true. There's got to be somebody listening right now who's been concerned about. Okay, it's just. Right. But taxes. All right. So I had a client come to me and she said that her accountant or CPA Mm -hmm. told her that all of his clients are going to be paying more income tax. Okay. Based on the new, what is it? The Jobs Act Tax Tax Cut and Jobs Act or whatever it was called. The new tax law. Right. I I didn't know that it had a legitimate name. They all have a legitimate name. Right. So Mm. all of his clients are paying taxes. More taxes. More taxes. This was going to negatively affect. And then it was only a tax break for the wealthy. So break it down. And I go, okay, so how? And she goes, well, I don't know. You know, that's what he said. And I go, there's a sliver of people who that's true to or true for. Mm -hmm. It's if you're, if you were itemizing 
and that was and that was really close to what the new deduction is. And so I explained it to her that way, and I go, so if let's take a normal person, I'm going to use round numbers here. Okay, they had twelve thousand dollar deduction before. Okay, standard deduction, mm-hmm. and two of them four thousand uh, dollar exemption, which is like a deduction. Right. So the the first twenty thousand dollars of income they didn't pay tax on. Okay. I go, but now it's twenty four thousand. So it's four thousand dollars extra that they don't of of income, they won't pay tax on. Okay. And the most common bracket that I see most Americans are in is the what was the fifteen percent tax bracket. Okay. That's gross income of about one hundred and ten thousand and less. Okay. Down to like mm, forty. So somewhere between forty and one hundred and ten. Okay. Household. Well, that's now twelve. So. At 12%, you've got, well, it used to be 15. So that $4,000 of income you no longer pay tax on, mm-hmm. had it been at the 15, which it used to be, that's a $600 savings. Okay. And then if you say you have, let's say you have $70,000 of taxable income, mm-hmm. well, that's about 50,000 then, round numbers, okay? Okay. That you're saving 3% on. That's another 1,500. Okay. So that's $2,100. That's go, a pretty decent amount of money. I go, and that, that's just math. I go, I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. Cool. That's the math. Right. I don't care if you love Donald Trump. Cool. It's still the math. Right. I go, so how, I mean, are all of your CPAs clients itemizing? And if they were itemizing, and let's say their itemized deductions used to be 14000 mm-hmm. and then they got which was a little bit more than the standard. And then they had the two exemptions. We lost the exemptions, but their standard deduction would still be greater than the $14,000 itemized plus the um, plus the exemptions. Right. It's just math. Yep. And I go, so what if somebody had, say, $20,000 of deductions itemized and $8,000 of exemptions? So it was twenty eight. Now they're paying tax on 4000 they didn't use to pay tax. Right. And that four thousand that they didn't use to pay tax on at twelve percent is four hundred eighty bucks, mm-hmm. and they're saving what we say three percent. Yes. So as long as they have eighteen thousand dollars into the what used to be the fifteen percent tax bracket, now it's twelve. Eighteen times three is forty-eight. No. Sixteen. Sorry, sixteen. <laughs> so if there's sixteen thousand. Yeah, I did that wrong. I was like, wait a minute, carry the two. Nope. <laughs> so 16 grand though into the 15% what used to be the 15. In other words, that's taxable income about 34,000. Okay? That if I take 24,000 deduct- deductions, that means 60 grand of household income. So if you had all those deductions and you were somebody really itemizing. Now this will negatively affect I again, I said a sliver. Right. But to say all, and so I, I I got this article. It's titled, I Owe How Much, Americans Shocked by Impact of New Tax Law. I would just like to throw out that this came from MSN Money, the same place I got crap for getting stuff from last week. Okay, it did, but that's because I got it. I found it when I was reading yours. Excuses, excuses. All right, we've got about two minutes before we go to break, so let's... So I apologize if this goes fast, but the start of the article says, Take Andy Kraft and Amy Elias of Portland, Oregon. The couple had grown comfortable getting a small refund each year, a few hundred dollars or more, and then they found out that they owed $10,160 this year. Ah! 
And the quote from Mr. Kraft says, I will never forget on, that moment. Can you say Mr. Kraft anymore without thinking of... No, don't go there. Leave it alone. I was going to say Tom Innocent Brady. Innocent until proven guilty. Tom Brady. Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> I will never forget the moment I thought we looked I thought we look good. And then we added in the next W2 and my jaw hit the floor. There was no way I wanted to believe that I was looking at that. What I was looking at was accurate. I figured this out. I figured it out. This is about. I figured it out. Billionaire craft. (laughs) Leave it alone. No, I figured it out. Uh Uh-huh. What happened here is he found out that massages are not tax deductible. That it is not a business expense to go into a Florida whatever. I already regret saying Mr. Kraft. On to the article. Apparently, I was, Leave de- it alone. I was denied my deduction. Leave it alone. All right, so from there, we've got to skip like halfway, almost all the way down, right? To get to where they mm-hmm. kind of rescind that. But the next paragraph, this is what got me kind of hot on it, right? Correct. The very next paragraph, it talks about reducing individual taxes. So it says the government set, well, the tax policy center, which is supposed to be nonpartisan or bipartisan or whatever. I don't know. Neutral. Neutral. It's like Switzerland. <laughs> but that it would, it, it, they said that the, that the tax policy center projected that this will reduce individual income taxes by 1260 on average. Mm-hmm. That should be period. Done. End of sentence. But there's a comma and it says, although it benefits higher earners more. How? False. I get it. There are areas it does. But let me, let me give you some things. Mm-hmm. So if you were in the 25% tax bracket, okay? Yep. So we got rid of exemptions. Let's see if I have enough time for this. No. Let's take a quick break. When, when we come back, I'm gonna, we're going to go over exemptions again mm-hmm. and deductions. I'm going to show you how this doesn't benefit higher earners more. Okay. It's just math. Okay. Yeah, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Nothing says I love you more than caring for your family's financial future. The nonprofit International Association of Registered Financial Consultants believes in having a plan in place to promote financial security. Look to one of their ethical and experienced members for financial planning and protection. Go to www.iarfc.org. That's www.iarfc.org and find a financial consultant in your area. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com welcome back everybody to segment three of fireproof your finances so last segment we've been talking about the tax law tax changes michael got a little heated surprise surprise we've learned that you cannot deduct massages and if you do the irs will deny them unbelievable all right so let's go over so it says here what was it that although it benefits higher earners more Right. They're talking about the tax law. Right. Now, they got rid of exemptions, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is that 4000 per person that's on, you know, dependent that's on your return. Right. But they increased the standard deductions, mm-hmm. and then they increased the child tax credit. 
Yes. So it went from a thousand to two thousand. Now, if you used to be in the, if you were in the ten percent, so but this, by the way, this this law it benefits higher earners. So let's use a low bracket, the ten percent lowest, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to use the twenty five percent bracket, which was taxable income after deductions, taxable income of around eighty to about one hundred and fifty. Okay. Round numbers. Okay. Yep. So that's gross income of about 120, 110 to 180. Yep. All right. So higher income. If you were in the 25% tax bracket, as an example, the $4,000 deduction saved you $1,000 because it was $4,000 of income you didn't have to pay tax on. Right. So 25% of that is $1,000. Yep. But the child tax credit, or I'm sorry, so yeah, four thousand. If you were a ten percent bracket, that four thousand would have saved you four hundred dollars. Correct. Now making the credit go from a thousand to two thousand, the person that ten percent bracket, the lower bracket, mm -hmm. they used to save four hundred dollars. That's it. Four thousand of tax they didn't have to pay. Uh, right. Income they didn't have to pay tax on times ten is four hundred bucks. Yep. Now they're getting a thousand. They're getting the same thing now. The benefit that the person who used to get twenty five gets. The person yes. who got twenty five didn't see an increase. Right. In fact. Now, there is one benefit here, though, that I, uh, they have increased the the thresholds, I guess you'd call it, where the child tax credit is phased out. That went from, it was in the, the few, like 120,000, that went up into the hundreds of thousands now. So that is an area where you could say it benefits higher earners, right. but it still benefited lower earners equally or as much. Correct. You know, um, and what... Mike means by that is people who earned round numbers, 120,000 or more last year, the year before that, couldn't take a child tax credit. It started to get phased out, right? Right. Whereas now they've increased that amount because, I'm sorry, but people make $120,000, still send their kids to daycare. Well, and here's the thing, though. They did get the the exemption before. Right. So let's say you were in the 32% bracket as just let's let's use 30. There wasn't a 30, but I'm going to use 30, okay? Okay. You didn't get the child tax credit. Okay. But you got $4,000 of income you didn't have to pay tax on because of that child, the exemption. Right. Which was a $1,200 savings on your taxes. Mm -hmm. So now you don't get that 4,000. Oh. But you get up to a $2,000 tax credit. Okay. So yes, it's going to benefit people, but I I don't see how you could say there that it benefits higher earners more right because there's a lot of well go to and in this article i go down some and it says and they got rid of popular tax deductions let me give you some of these popular tax deductions they got rid of and you tell me is this higher earners or lower earners okay mm -hmm. they got rid of what's called they put a limitation on what they call the salt deductions it stands for state and local income and property tax okay so they've limited to ten thousand dollars meaning if my property taxes um and my state income tax are, are, are 12000 I can yep. only count the first 10. Right. Now, how many low-income earners making $20,000 are paying $10,000 in state income tax and property taxes? Zero. So the limitation to the SALT deduction to 10000 does that help high earners or low earners? Low earners. Yes. It will, I should say it hurts. Right. It doesn't. Earners. It is neutral on lower earners. It hurts. Hurts high earners. Now, they also limited the amount of interest you can deduct, mortgage mortgage interest, mm -hmm. on your primary residence. Right. I think it's a $500,000 max mortgage or six hundred, dollars whatever. Mm -hmm. hey, we didn't used to have that limitation. So right. limiting how much 
you can deduct or the value of the home, the interest you pay on that home. Does that help higher earners or lower earners? Or does that hinder, hurt higher earners or lower earners? It hurts higher earners significantly. Right. Again, neutral. To lower earners. Right. I do want to point out on our Mr. Kraft and his wife couple Mm -hmm. that down the road, instead of just using TurboTax, they actually paid for a CPA. Mm -hmm. And the CPA went through, crunched all their numbers and said, yes, you're right. You have to pay the 10 grand. But right underneath that paragraph, it says the couple's effective tax rate was lower, but they still owed the government. We'll go back. Before they get to that sentence, what does the author use? What's his tie-in, his, you know, lead? Oh, yes. Crushingly, they were correct. They had to pay the $10,000. And then it says the couple's effective tax rate was lower, but, you know, Eeyore, they still owed the government. Right. And And then- Mr. Kraft says, I feel like I have reached a stage of grief of acceptance, which I'm not entirely sure what that means, because then he says, in a twisted way, I should have been paying this all year. And now I just have to pay it in one lump sum. Yeah, back up the woe is me truck here. So you agree that you should have looked at your taxes before the end of the year and when you had to file and that you should have been paying it all along. Right. And they make this to be like it's a bad thing. And then the author goes, but the truth is many Americans have come to rely on refunds. So like there's a, yeah, I get it. You're paying less tax, but you're not getting a refund now. And that's what's wrong about this. Right. Because for some, for some low income households, it is the biggest cash infusion of the year, but they're getting the money still. Right. They're getting more money. You're, here's what you're telling me. You're complaining. You're saying it's a bad thing. That people are paying less tax, but they don't get the refund, as big of a refund, because they have more money each month. Right. Are you kidding me? Basically, what that says is, you don't know how to budget, and therefore, at the end of the year, you play catch up. I get most people don't know how to budget. And yes, that's something you want you want to make up. But you're going to tell me that it's bad that people are paying less tax because they don't get as big of a refund. That's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Now... And then if I go all the way to the bottom of this thing, mm-hmm. it then gives me an example. Some surprises were welcome, however. Brian Goodell and his wife typically pay anywhere from ten to 15000 but this year they're getting a $15,000 refund. And they think it's the child tax credit. Well, Brian, I don't know if you have 32 kids. You have a whole football <laughs> team. It wasn't the tax credit that did it. At the very end of that paragraph, though, it says, they also made oh. more charitable donations and increased their withholdings. So you increased what you paid the government to begin with. So, of course, they're going to give it back in a refund. Right. That's how that works. My problem here is this is an example. I, I hope we've given you enough example or illustrations where, yes, this can benefit higher earners. A lot but, of these pieces benefit lower earners. Right. The limitation to salt, that doesn't benefit higher earners. That hinders them. That hurts. The reduction, the um, the elimination of the exemptions, that doesn't help, low, or that doesn't really hurt lower earners because the tax credits, and right. more of it is now tax refundable, which the formula for that is easier. That hurts or hinders higher earners. Right. And then we go to limiting mortgage interest. And by the way, now, if you take equity out of your house, that's not, and it's a primary. So home equity loans, by the way, are no longer, the interest, no longer tax deductible. Well, that's probably generally mid to higher earners. 
Right. Because if you're in the low income brackets, you either don't own a house or you probably don't have equity. Right. And then by definition, now the new rule says if you take money out of your house and it doesn't go back into the house for repairs or renovations, remodeling, mm -hmm. you're supposed to keep a separate ledger and only deduct the interest, not on that cash, like the money you took out, out of the house, just on that the money that was actually for the house. Right. That's not, that, again, that that's something that negatively affects higher earners. Mm -hmm. Or the deduction of advisory fees. By the way, most higher earners with larger levels of assets, they pay fees rather than commissions. Right. Those used to be deductible. They're not now. So here's a lot of examples that affect higher earners. But we get something like this, an article that just says, but the you know the new rule, what, what did it say? That the new rule hurts. Yeah. Although, you know, yep, people will save money, but although it benefits higher earners more. Right. It's just math. And as I said, like with that CPA saying, well, all my clients are going to pay more. How? Or how? The bracket they're in, the tax rate was reduced by 3% and they have more deductions now. They have less income that they pay tax on and the tax that they are, and the income they will pay tax on is taxed at a lower rate. How are they paying more? How? They're not. Their refund just isn't as big. Exactly. That's all the time we have for you today. It's always a pleasure. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.